Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Do you remember that ad? Hello, my lord, this is me speaking. It was like a Christian school ad. Anyway, no. I'm Lee Campbell. <laughs> Who are you? Uh, forgive me, Father, for I have <laughs> sinned. I am Tegan Natoli. <laughs> it was an ad when I was little. Maybe you're a bit too young and like the kid was at the window and it was raining and they're singing to God and it was like a Christian ad. Gosh, no, I haven't. No, anyway, this is this <laughs> glorious mess, the mother's group where your ears, I'm going to say your ears are left at the door. Your ears are left at the door and just bring your judgment in, okay? <laughs> the mother's group in your ears. <laughs> where judgment is left at the door. Today, we are speaking to one of my very, very dear friends, you beauty co-host Kelly McCarran. I first met Kelly when she came into the Mamma Mia office about four years ago. And I remember when she left, she was here to chat about you beauty. And I said to Mia, oh, she is a lot. (laughs) She's a lot. She's a lot. And then I got an apology email from her saying I was so excited. And I was like, you know what? I love you. And I've grown to love her so much. She's high energy, no filter, absolutely calls it as she sees it. And she's been doing that lately on her Instagram because she just had a baby. Totally. I've actually been living for her content and I'm not even in that stage of motherhood. But I'm like, oh my God, girl, you have got this. Like she is in the thick of it. She is. Little Lenny Lee is about nine weeks old, I think. She had a time. She's going to tell us about the time. She is really no holds barred when it comes to postpartum and newborn yeah. life. And I think it's really important for other mothers that are going through it. And it took Especially me right back. Time. Yeah. Exactly. So we're going to chat to her about how she's going. The last time we had her on the show, she was asking us all our wise words of wisdom. I know, and obviously none of it helped. <laughs> That's why she's not having a good time because she listened to us and we led her astray. But of course, we also have our weekly nails and fails of the week. So Kelly McCarran is a bit of a fan favourite of this show. You beauty fans might know her as my co-host. And she has just started a new full-time job around the clock as mum to little Lenny. She now joins us with her employee, little Lenny, (laughs) on her lap. It is so nice to see you through that screen. Hi, little Lenny. Welcome back, Kelly. I am so excited to talk to you on this podcast as opposed to our other podcast. We would like to start with your birth. How did that go? Oh my gosh, my birth was an absolute nightmare. The last time I tried to tell it, like the full story, it took almost an hour. So I won't do that to you. (laughs) I'll just give you the summary, the TLDR of the birth. So went into like labor quite dramatically, like something had happened the night before and I was like really upset and stressed and hadn't slept at all. I had panic attacks and that sort of sent me into labor. And then, God, it was a wild ride. At first I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm handling this just okay because obviously I called the midwives and the midwives, as you both know, are like, don't come in until the contractions are a certain (laughs) period apart, like 
two to three minutes apart. Because I was expecting the contractions because most of my girlfriends, actually all of them, like their contractions started at 20 minutes or 30 minutes or whatever. So that's just how I was kind of assuming labor would progress. But straight off the bat, mine were five minutes apart. And for the first like Mm. 90 minutes or so, they're really painful, but kind of like bearable. And I was like, I can do this. This isn't like as bad as what I thought it was. And then, oh my God, things just escalated so quickly. Like I began vomiting from the pain at home, even though they told me it was still too early to come in. But at this point, my contractions were three minutes apart. And Luke was like, absolutely not. I do not want you having this baby on. I think every father or partner <laughs> has that fear that you're going to just give birth at home. It's like, I yeah, can't I'm do like, this. I'm actually not. Like the baby's not going to fall out. So we went to the hospital at about 10. So the contractions had started at 5 a.m. Although, I, yeah, I'd been sick all night. And, yeah, it was just an absolute nightmare and it's funny because I used to always ask people I was like describe a contraction to me and people would say different things but nothing can truly like it sounds really patronizing to say but you literally cannot understand a contraction until you've lived through it but obviously everyone's different like yeah no it's absolute hell it's absolutely the most excruciating thing that could ever happen (laughs) I reckon if men had to birth the population. Oh yeah, there'd end. be three people oh, on the my planet. Gosh, my husband can't even get a bloody flu without dying. <laughs> no, well, Luke gets upset about having to do one feed through the night because he's like, "Oh, it's so tiring having to get up <laughs> than having broken." Like you don't know what like, tired really? is. Is it? So now you're at the hospital. How did Lenny get here? Wasn't it rather dramatic from there? It was very traumatic from there. So. At some point in the afternoon, I finally got my bloody epidural that I'd been like begging for as soon as I got there. But the midwife was like, it's very early. And I'm like, oh, shut <laughs> up. Just give me the drugs. Because <laughs> they couldn't give me the gas because I was vomiting so much. And apparently that can make you nauseous. So I got the epidural at two and I felt like myself again. I was making jokes. I was just myself. Like before that, I'd just gone really inwards and I couldn't even speak or, yeah. Anyway, Lenny's heart rate kept dropping well dropped once they all ran in and they like turned to me on my side and started like slapping my stomach to try to wake him up and like obviously that was really stressful and then they tried to put something on his head to get his heart rate up or something but it didn't work but then his heart rate went up naturally again so it was like all good and they did end up having to give me the induction drugs and break my waters manually because my contractions by this point were less than a minute apart and going for a minute and they were like off the scale. Like I was literally in a position where I was vibrating because I was in so much pain. Mm. So we're like, well, you're in too much pain. Your contractions are too close, but your waters haven't broken. You're not even in active labor yet. And I was like four centimeters dilated. So they gave me the induction drugs and within like two hours I'd gone from four to eight centimetres. But also Lenny, because of the stress, I guess, it's quite common apparently when babies are in distress, like he'd done a poo. So Mm -hmm. when they broke the waters, like the poo came out. And he keeps trying to do a poo right now actually. Sorry if everyone can (laughs) He's just tooting away. So then at some point they raced back in again because they were like, all right, his heart rate's been down for six minutes because they're monitoring you. If you haven't had a kid, although you probably have if you're listening to this, they monitor you from another room or outside so they can see what's happening. They don't just, like, leave you. But I actually, when the midwife was in the room, I was like, can you get out? 
like so I can shout at Luke in peace. <laughs> but, so they all came running back in at some point and once again they like then had me on my side. They're like smacking my stomach. They're like giving me drugs. And then the midwife just said to me, she goes, if we can't get his heart rate back up in the next two minutes, we are going to have to take you in for an emergency C-section. And I was like, oh, I didn't even have a birth plan. So I was just like, okay, okay. Like it hadn't even been discussed with me up until that point. But, you know, whatever, let's just get this baby out safely. Obviously, I was panicking given they were like, his heart rate's not very good. And so they couldn't get his heart rate up. So they raced me down the hall to the theatre and then they put in the spinal block as well and did the neck thing with the ice to make sure that you're completely numb. So that was all ready to go. And then the obstetrician leaned over the curtain and she goes, his heart rate's actually up again and you're 10 centimetres dilated. So we can send you back and you can try naturally if you want. And I was like, no, oh, my God, like, get the baby out. Like, what the, just let's get the baby out. I was so stressed and upset at this point. Mm. I think that they just have to ask you because apparently some women yeah. can, like, crack it. But I was just like, get him out healthy. That's all I cared about. Yeah. Anyway, yes. so then she was like, okay, well, okay, you'll meet him in a few minutes. That part is obviously hectic. Like, you can feel them pulling, but it's not, like, painful or anything. And then they pulled him out, and I should have known at that point that something was wrong because I'd seen C-section photos where they still put the baby on the chest, like you still get a moment with your baby after Mm -hmm. the baby has come out. But they literally Mm -hmm. just said, one second, we're putting the curtain down. They put the curtain down, they lifted him up, and then they just went, okay, bye, and like whisked him away and put the curtain up, and I'm not joking, like this sounds like I'm being, and I know that I do exaggerate a lot in life, but like I'm not exaggerating, Luke can attest to this. So they put the curtain back up and it was like something out of a horror movie. This big thing of blood just went all over the curtain and I was just like, oh, no, I don't think that's very good. (laughs) And then the language of all the doctors changed. Like they weren't panicking. They were just like they weren't making jokes. Serious. Light anymore. And, yeah, anyway, I ended up losing half of my blood volume and then once they wheeled me down to recovery, I went septic and my, oh my blood pressure and heart rate were like really low. And so I didn't meet my baby for about five or six hours. And then I was on fentanyl for three days because nothing else was helping with the pain. Because later that night they were like, we're going to have to take you back down to theater because you're still in so much pain. Your uterus isn't doing what it's meant to do. Yeah. So it was not a good birth experience. Sorry, that was my TLDR, but it's still like (laughs) long, sorry. So that was the initial whirlwind of craziness and now you have beautiful baby Lenny. How old is he now and how is he going? Lenny is nine weeks old and I'm obsessed with him, but I've also never found something so hard before. He has colic, he has reflux He is going to a pediatrician because they suspect he has a soy and dairy allergy. Mm. He currently has mouth thrush. I'm unsure how he even got it. So he's not an overly well baby, which means that he screams a lot of the time and doesn't really like to sleep that much unless it's on top of me, which actually is apparently pretty normal for babies. And I've been diagnosed with quite bad postnatal depression. So it's just been like a very big nine weeks. But I don't think you can ever tell someone just how hard it is, even though you're so grateful 
and so in love with this teeny tiny human. And I remember talking to Lee about that and Lee, you felt the same way and you Mm. went through a lot to get pregnant. So it's a weird feeling in your mind to be so grateful, but so miserable at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. And look, on behalf of all mothers, thank you for being so raw and honest and open and talking about it and showing what it really looks like. Because I think those first three months are such a absolute clusterfuck, if I can say that, yeah. that I've almost forgotten. Like watching your stories, I'm like, oh yeah, Same. that was horrific. Yeah. And so thank you from all of us about expressing it and talking of expressing it. What has been the biggest surprises? What's the reaction to your very raw and honest Instagram content? Like how's that going? It has shocked me how many mothers have been grateful. And I guess like... It just comes to second nature to me to be really honest about everything. Too honest, a lot of people might say. But it's just shocked me how many mums, like every single day, I get sometimes hundreds of DMs from people saying, thank you so much, like I feel seen, you've made me feel more normal for thinking that because I'm actually not alone at all. Mums, we're all cooked. We're all a little bit unhinged, all new mums or mums that have been mums for a while. They're just like, yes, I wish that... I had someone like you posting when I was like in the throes of it. And because the thing is, is that I think without realizing I absorbed so much content that was just really sweet or really funny. And I obviously always try to have a sense of humor about things, but a lot of the time, especially at four o'clock in the morning, there's no sense of humor. I'm just crying Mm -hmm. over the baby's head thinking I'm never going to sleep or feel like myself again. Like, you know, they do the perfect nighttime routines on TikTok. Oh, my God, I need to do a parody one of just my child screaming at me for two hours <laughs> yes. before he finally goes to sleep for 20 minutes and then wakes himself back up because he's so overtired. So women reaching out has probably surprised me the most and how much I like the mum community. I didn't think that I would like the mum community because it always seemed quite judgy. Yes. But I guess it depends what platform you are on and who you're chatting with, but I've just found 99% of it is so lovely and supportive. Strangers have offered to come over. Isn't that just beautiful? I offered. I'm not a stranger, but yes. No, 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 no. I mean like complete strangers on Instagram have been like, Kel, can I please come over and like just help you for a few hours? And I'm like, oh, my God. Okay, there are people that need help far more than me, but that's just so beautiful that people are just so kind. Mums are lovely. Now, Kelly McCarran, when you told me that you were not going to take maternity leave and keep working, I thought, oh, hello, Lee Campbell from three years ago who planned to do the same and then newborn life kicked me in the butt. Mm. Is there anything you wish you'd done different? Are you happy that you're working? I know financially you probably need to be working. Are you surprised by how all-consuming it is? Oh, well, having a baby is a full-time job. I just assumed I'd be able to do stuff when he was sleeping, but he won't sleep unless he's on me which makes it very difficult. So that's like adding to a lot of it, I guess, that I'm literally trying to juggle everything. So yes, I regret saying that I didn't need maternity leave because that was really stupid. And if I ever, and Lucas said that he's not getting a sibling, had another baby, was able to have another baby, like I would take maternity leave. But at the same time, working is when I feel so alive and like myself and like I went to this big work lunch yesterday and I came home and felt like Kelly from a few years ago. Like I'd been networking for hours. I'd been having adult conversations. Like I just felt like myself. So 
although it's so hard, I still, because people keep going, oh, maybe you could just take time off now. I'm like, no, I don't want to because I enjoy it so much. So I just need to be better at saying no to things I really don't want to do, which I think I'm pretty good at. Yeah, so it's really hard, but I also enjoy it. So that's a really silly way to answer your question. Sorry, Lee. No, no, that was perfect because I get it. I came back to do TGM when Alexander was four months and that half day every fortnight was my lifeline because I got to speak to adults and wear clothes. Yeah. (laughs) Kelly McCarran, we absolutely adore you. Everyone can catch you on your beauty, but thank you for being so raw and honest. We love you, little Lenny Lee, and we'll have you back on the show very soon. Can't wait to chat soon. Thank you. Bye, girls. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. Nailed it. You failed it. Nailed and failed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. My fail was only just yesterday. I had to pick my kids up from my mother-in-law's. And my kids love a car nap, which used to be great when they were younger because I'd always time the car nap for yeah. the Yeah, I remember sleep. oftentimes you'd yeah. be like, I'm driving past your house. I'm going to say hi. It'll be 12 o'clock. <laughs> it'll be 12 o'clock. So good for the environment and the petrol yeah, prices. But- <laughs> Screw me now if I want to drive anywhere at five o'clock. Oh. And by that time, they're a bit tight, aren't they? Then they all bloody fall asleep. Oh, no. So, yeah, you can't do any sort of commuting because then. (sighs) Like, I'll have to go to someone's house for dinner and, like, get them bathed and ready for bed in their pajamas so they can fall asleep in the car and I'll put them straight into bed when I get home. Or I'll have to leave anywhere. By like one thirty-two. Yes. Alexander's a bit the same, I must say. Like even coming home from swimming at 10.30 in the morning, he gets sleepy and I'm like, bud, stay awake, stay oh. awake, stay awake because then it ruins the nap and he's still napping during the day Yeah, because you also don't nap during the day. Not really. Banjo might every now and then, but even then I'm like, quick, half so, an hour power nap. So you're in disaster nap zone. Yeah, no. Anything after midday is a disaster nap mm, zone. Sorry about that. Yep. Anyway, have you got a nail? Oh, my failed again isn't oh, mine. Failed. I love how I keep getting out of them by blaming other people. But recently <laughs> we had Uncle Jimmy up from Melbourne, who's one of Rich's best friends, not really an uncle. I was not home and Jimmy stayed. And then when I got home, Alexander was telling me everything. Uncle Jimmy gave him a dinosaur, all this really cool stuff. But then Alex said, I hit my head on the washing machine. I was like, oh, no. And Uncle Jimmy hit it. And I was like, Richard, we've talked about this and how Richard hit the oh, stick. Oh, yes, you can't hit, hit the car hit, when he yeah, bumped so his head. It's so funny that a male's instinct is to go, whatever hurt you, I'll hit it. Yeah. And like it brings me back to like the Will Smith <laughs> oh, thing. Oh, no, I was just about to say, oh, Chris Rock, you'll come and hurt me. I'm going to hit you. Seriously. And he said, and Uncle Jimmy hit the washing machine. Uh, and I looked at Rich and Rich was like, I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I was oh, in the shower. Gosh. But it's just an interesting observation whereby men go, don't worry, little one, or, or I'll, wife. Show you. I'll protect I'll pre- yeah. you by hitting, hitting the it. thing that hurt you. I know. So I said, you know, we don't hit things that hurt us, you know, and it was Did an Uncle accident. Jimmy get in trouble? Well, no, because he's back down in Melbourne. I should give him a buzz. But <laughs> just the, yeah, just an interesting kind of societal observation yeah. I found. So I'm trying yep. to educate the males in our lives mm. that we don't hit. Did you nail anything? Yeah. So look, now is the time. I know I only feel like I just moved, but I'm moving again. Yay. Like who would But into have your forever thought? home. Well, no, not forever, just for now home. But oh. like, yeah, it's our like, home. We, we're it. in a rental at the moment. Yes. While we finish our build. But anyway, we've got so much crap and like 
honestly like three houses worth of moves of furniture and most of it we're not taking with us. So I'm just going on a Facebook market page rampage. Oh, like my God. I live for Facebook marketplace. every photo of every piece of furniture <laughs> I own in my house. I swear to God we're going to be sitting on like milk crates <laughs> and eating our dinner off our lap soon because we're going to sell everything from under us because I don't want to take anything, like any of it. We've got all built-ins in the wardrobes in the new house. So I'm like, I don't need a cupboard. I don't need drawers. Oh, so I don't good. need I remember when I came over the other day, you're like, don't sit on that couch. I'm selling it. Okay, I just had a steam cleaned. <laughs> Get away. Don't even look at it. I'm like, are you going to sell that toddler too? Uh, yeah, I'm going to sell everything. They're all for sale. <laughs> Gift with purchase. Whatever means I've got more truck space. Oh, so, but selling yes, stuff I'm and cleansing yes. feels so good. I just got rid of all those car seats that apparently one of our listeners told me I didn't need to sell in the yes, first place. You so, right you know, one anyway. awesome. Anyway, but yeah, I'm doing a big, big D clog of my house and God, it feels good. So if anyone wants to jump on Facebook Marketplace and search <laughs> Deegan's name. Mine, there will be many items. However, I'm scared because Jason put a lot of the, like the furniture that we need to get rid of in the garage and I'm <gasps> so extremely scared of spiders and there may not even be one single spider in that garage. Oh, there is from the rain. I, they I go just, inside. Oh my God, stop. Sorry. So I just am like, mom, can you come over next week and help me like just pull everything out of the garage because I'm too scared. <laughs> even all the boxes we used last time when we moved it in the garage and I'm like, I can't I'm so scared of what's in the boxes. Tiny segue, but remember that time we were at your house and we went to leave the front door and there was a giant spider at the front door. So we stood there for three hours working out what we were going to do. (laughs) And I didn't leave my house for the rest of that day. I ended up running past it and you were like, forget it. I was like, you're so brave. I'm pretty sure the spider did not even see us. But anyway, yes, that's my nail. I'm slowly but surely getting rid of everything. Decluttering. Well done. But also the fact that you're picking it up and you're taking it somewhere in your car, and I don't even have to think about getting it anywhere is heaven. Thank God the internet exists for that kind of stuff. (laughs) Thank you, internet. Um, My nails again is not mine. So look, I've been blaming fails on others, but this (laughs) nail is not mine. It's Rich's. I do bath, and Rich does bed. And oh, he does God, like good. the book and everything. What oh, do we he's do? the much do you better just, parent. Like, drink wine while he I don't does drink that? wine during the week. Oh. I don't. What I... do you drink then? <laughs> Water. <laughs> <laughs> no, because oh. I think of what the dinner is, generally prepare the dinner. Rich clears dinner while I do bath. And so I'm still doing two thirds. And yeah. then Rich does like into bed and read the book. Yeah. But the other night, for some reason, it was reversed. And I went to read the whole book to Alexander. He's got like four that are his favorites. And he's like, Mama, I got this. Literally page by page, he knows every word. Stop it. Like, obviously, he's not reading, but oh. he knows every word and he puts little inflections in there and he's like, boom, bash, crash. It's like he was reading so it to me. So he actually knows what happens on each page. He knows what's on each page. He tells me what the pictures are. And I'm like, wow, Richard's doing a really good bedtime. Oh, my God. Yeah, I didn't even have to read. He basically read to me. So oh. in my head, I'm like, he's a genius. If I whipped out a new book, obviously, he'd be like, what the hell? Oh, yeah. But it was super cute. And then I was like, oh, this is quite fun. I want to swap. I want to do bed because hearing oh, him read. Oh, my gosh. How adorable. Cute. And also then you just get to lay there. Like bathing is actually hard work. <laughs> yeah, and messy and splashy. and <laughs> Oh, and yeah. like don't drown and yes, get wet. And exactly. All that, like soapy. But nailed to my husband for putting in such Go quality rich. time. Go you. At bedtime. Wow. We're just killing it. And on that note, that is this glorious mess for this week. Get in touch with us. TGM at Mamma Mia com.au is our email address. You can send us a dilemma. We're obviously very good at solving them. There's also a Facebook group called Mamma Mia Parents where we chat all the time. Also, we would love to hear from you via the survey link in our show notes. And by doing so, you will go into the running to win one of four $100 gift vouchers. Ooh, I might see if I'm allowed to enter Yeah, that. can we survey ourselves? <laughs> fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. This podcast is brought to you by Mamma Mia and this episode was produced by Emmeline Peterson. See you next see week. See ya.
Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.